Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. What's up, people? Welcome back to Black Belt Beauty Radio. Today's solo episode is all about the management of stress. Stress, we all experience it, um, you know, sometimes a lot more than others. And I'm excited to share with you how I personally maneuver through stressful times in my life. You know, not only maneuver through them, but how I go about keeping myself very composed, emotionally resilient, and ultimately not allowing the stress to override me, to consume me. Um, and, and become unhealthy because, you know, stress is something that it has been proven to cause disease, to cause illness. So it's something that we really need to know how to manage, especially because everyone at some point or lots of points in life will experience stress. I mean, it's safe to say that, especially if you're someone who is reaching for big things in your life, big goals, big visions that comes with bigger challenges, which means greater stress. So I think it's really, really important to have some kind of protocols um, to manage the various amounts of stress that we encounter while on this pursuit. You know, we don't want to be in a sympathetic state dominantly. And the truth is that most of us, especially because of the environments that we live in today, we do operate more from a sympathetic state, not to mention, you know, I mean, now it's like our text messages are always going off, the phone's always ringing, or you get the Instagram notification. I mean, I haven't had a a ring on my phone, I don't even know, for since like 1999 or something. <laughs> I refuse. I couldn't even imagine. Um, vibrate only. And even that, you know, will send like a buzz through you sometimes when you when you hear your phone, you know, vibrate. So I can't imagine a ring, but just that all to be said, because all of these things add up as stress in the body and stress is something that accumulates, right? Like, so it kind of, it's like you're making these deposits and that's when, you know, we can get to these kind of tipping points when there's just been too many deposits. Maybe you're getting it from work. Maybe you're getting it from, um, you know, finances. Maybe you're getting it from relationships, whatever it is, you know, um, it all adds up. So we need to know how to manage this shit so it's not overriding our systems and running and ultimately ruining our lives. So, I'm just going to kind of bullet point a few things that I love to do when I feel stressed. So number one would be movement. It's a, it's a, it's a known fact that when we change our physiological state, we change our emotional state. And this could be tricky because, you know, you might, when you go and you move your, your body, so activity, so fitness, workout, training, um, you don't want to overdo it, right? Especially if you're already in a stress state, you want to be like, for me, what I personally do is I might do yoga, or I might go on a light jog, or maybe it's just a walk. Um, 
It's not when I'm going to go and do high intensity interval training. It's not when I'm going to go and do sprints. You know what I'm saying? Because even though that stuff is really healthy, it does all exercise is a stress on the body, which it's, it's called hormesis. And it's ultimately a healthy stress. But when you already are in a stressed state, you're operating in a sympathetic state, your cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone, is already really high. And, you know, to go and do something in that is very extreme or more demanding of you in the physical sense, on top of that, not usually a good combination. Um, it might seem like it can be, you know, like maybe you're, you need to get some aggression out. I mean, you know, this is where like jujitsu is so rad because, you know, you can't roll into jujitsu and be all aggressive. I mean, not in my academy anyways, you know, so you, you have to kind of, if you are in that state where you need to go like release some tension and you get onto the mat, you, you, you can't, you're going to step onto the mat and immediately like you're going into it with more composure because, you know, this is a combative sport. So you you can't be like, you know, going out there beast mode, like it's not a UFC fight, you know what I'm saying? So um, something like that could be really cool. I love it for that, actually, Um, because it it also brings you into a very present state, because again, you can't, if you're not present, you're going to hurt somebody. Um, I might hurt myself, like all kind of, all kinds of things can go bad, basically. Another thing I love to do is surf. Surf is like, oh my gosh, you get the combination of nature. Um, I know everybody doesn't have an ocean next to them, but just, again, I'm just sharing with you some of my personal protocol go-tos because maybe you do live next to an ocean. Maybe you do have this ability. Um, but surfing is another activity where it demands you to be very present. When our mind and our body have to be joined as one, we are living in the present moment. And in you know, activities like jujitsu and surfing, we must be present or else there will be injury or potential, you know, danger. So, you know, aside from just being out in nature, you know, potentially getting vitamin D, um, you know, the sun hitting you, you're getting a negative charge from the earth, you're in the water. I mean, all of that stuff pulls us into more of a parasympathetic state. And that's ultimately where we want to be. Yoga is a very parasympathetic activity, right? So um, I think if you're not familiar with the sympathetic versus parasympathetic um, parts of the nervous system, it's important to get tuned into that because the more that we understand how the body works, especially in a stress state, that is absolutely one of the greatest tools to help manage ourselves in a stress state. Diet is another part. Okay. So a lot of people when they're stressed, what do they want to do? They want to they want a dopamine rush. They want to eat that bread that or that candy or that, you know, whatever, highly palatable food. Is, which usually consists of sugar and fat mixed, um, you know, where they're going to get that dopamine hit and that's going to, you know, relax them for the time being. But unfortunately, it's not really a good idea, right? Like, because the aftermath is a big mess. So what I do for my diet is, 
you know, I will drink something like green tea. While there is some caffeine, which is a stimulant, it's not as high as coffee. And there is an amino acid in it that is super rad called L-theanine. And that is known to be a calming, give a calming effect on the body. It also supports cognition. So L-theanine really feels good. You can also take a supplement, but I just, I love drinking, you know, ceremonial matcha because there's so many other, you know, healthy benefits um, for the, for the body. So that's, that's one thing that I love to do um, in terms of diet. But yeah, in general, I don't really have a high sugar diet, so I don't have to worry so much about like, you know, being pulled in that direction. And, you know, I I might like to eat some dark chocolate because that also gives that same effect. So that's another one of my go-tos, like not in excess, again, like maybe a little square, a little green tea, but that stuff does, it seems like it's not that big of a you know, it might not have that big of a difference, but it, it certainly does on me. And there, by you know, what the body is doing when we consume these things, there's great reason why it it does actually, you know, lower some cortisol and release some dopamine and help us to calm down. Another one um, of my favorite go-tos, and this is, by the way, obviously I'm not a doctor, so just I'm saying that this is just, I'm sharing with you my personal experiences and what I love to do. Always going to say that though, right? Um, Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is an adaptogen herb and it's a really powerful one that supports the management of cortisol levels. So, um, you know, it's something that it, it does a lot more than just that. But it, I don't want to go too deep in that direction. I just want to share the the main reason why I would turn to ashwagandha, also reishi mushroom, um, which I love and I consume from Four Sigmatic. Um, it's a great company. They make these elixirs and they they have a reishi one that's super yummy and I mix it with some unsweetened almond milk and it's it's really, really there's an immediate relaxation that comes over, not to be confused for sleepy or sedated. This stuff isn't going to sedate you. Adaptogens know how to manage the stress naturally in your body. So it'll balance the stress. It's not going to overdo anything. And um, so certainly there's no, like, there's not a feeling of, you know, sedation or anything like that. So you know, you could take this stuff and drive or, you know, you'll still be alert, all that stuff. So those are my two herbal go-tos that I love, love, love. Rhodiola is another one too. And again, this is also an adaptogen. Um, It's not one that I turn to as much and that's for no reason. It's just, I don't know, um, ashwagandha and, um, and reishi are just my two favorites. So all this will be in the show notes for you guys. Um, okay. So that's diet and movement. Another thing I love to do is, I'm sure a lot of you guys know this already, but I love to write. I love to express and expel as much as I can, all my emotions on a blank piece of paper with no judgment, no time constraint. You know, I could just freestyle, let it all out and, it's like this huge brain dump. And then, you know, 
you pull away from it and you can't help but feel lighter. You can't help but feel, especially so when I am in these moments where I'm actually writing, I tend to, I'm not complaining. It's, 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 and I, it's truly like, I don't know. I don't get any satisfaction from being a complainer in life, period. I'm absolutely one of those, you know, take responsibility for everything, no excuses kind of human. And that's just the way that I personally like to function. Um, it is my default setting. So in my journal, when I'm writing, uh, you know, there's no fucking woe is me. I don't, I don't get off on that. You know, I get off on writing in ways that encourage me and that love me where I'm loving myself and supporting myself. And, uh, you know, for sure, I'll probably lay out what's bothering me, but then I'll use words that start to elevate my emotional state and, you know, remind me and affirm me to, to be more connected to an aligned state of being, right? Where I am more composed, where I am more ultimately like in control, right? Stress is something that we're, is so connected to this feeling of we don't have control. Like straight up, so much of why we get stressed is we could tie it back. The bottom, the core reason will always come down to we're lacking control in some area. We, we don't have, we can't control the person. We can't control the money coming in. We can't control the job. We can't control the diet. Whatever it is, it's always, there's such a big connection between a sense of, uh, you know, not having enough control and then stress. So there's something really, really powerful um, about writing for me in, in that way where I feel like I get a better sense of control ultimately over myself, over my emotions. Um, and it's not pushy. It's very loving. It's very loving and supportive. So you know, I know I've talked a lot about writing. I'm going to talk a lot more about it in the podcast to come because it is an absolute, it's like top three tools of my life, like of my entire, the entire well-being of my life. It's like right there next to diet, fitness, relationships, writing straight up. So, you know, if you don't already do it, I, and you're, and you're going through shit, um, I highly recommend finding a journal that you like and being, you know, even if it's just a few minutes in that moment, write it out, get it out. You don't need to carry that weight with you. And that is why one reason why the writing is so powerful because we don't really realize how much shit we hold inside of our minds that is absolutely a necessary weight for us to carry there. So if you think about it, like, let's just say you have legitimate reasons to be stressed. Okay. So there's already things that you have to kind of hold in your mind, right? To work through, to figure out, to address all that stuff. So that's already taken up space. So always, I think that we attach more energy to those things, right? By way of our emotions and what have you, all that stuff. So that excess stuff is what I'm talking about. We're like, we don't need that excess weight. We can write shit out. We're kind of trimming the fat around the issue 
getting a better sense of control, emotional resiliency within ourselves, so then we are better able to handle the issues. Do you know what I mean? Hope that made sense. So that's important. Writing is important. Um, the next thing I would say that is so powerful is to spend time with people that you love, your partner, your best friends, your family, all of the above. So important. Listen, you know, it's, it's like our relationships have such a profound effect on our health, on our entire well being. And here's one thing that I think is really important to address. So I'm not saying that, you know, you need to go and sit there and complain to your loved ones, to your partner and like dump your shit on them. I mean, again, I'm not a complainer and anyone who knows me can vouch for that. So I'm very confident in saying that Uh, because again, it doesn't get me off. Like there's no comfort for me in complaining at all. Like it actually would make me feel worse because I would feel like a victim and I don't relate to that feeling at all. Um, or that, yeah, characteristic or whatever. What I, I like to feel and what I do when I turn to time with my loved ones is kind of, you know, whether it's collecting some wisdom, um, some insight from them as they are my counsel that I trust, um, in maybe asking effective questions, you know, not just dumping the shit on them and then, you know, having them have it to take all that energy, but more just sharing like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. I'm not sure. Like something like that. And then collecting the data that could be useful to alleviating stress or not even getting into your shit. Like sometimes for me, it's literally just taking my mind off of whatever might be stressing me out and just enjoying my connection, my time with my loved ones. It's so huge going on a walk with, you know, my girlfriends and then just talking about their life. And you know what also helps me is I love to, when I feel stressed or like when I feel like a deep, yeah, when I feel stressed, there's things going on in my life. It's interesting that I love to turn to other people that I love and find ways to support them as they're going through something in their life in that moment. Because we're always going through something, all of us, right? And that makes me feel so good. So ultimately what I'm trying to say is, you know, turn away from your shit and look at somebody else's, somebody, whether it's you care for them or you, and try and help somebody else. There's a very powerful feeling and momentum that comes from supporting other people. It's really powerful. I experience that all the time with my podcast. It literally elevates me every time I get feedback from you guys that, you know, is positive and it's like, there's actual impact from you guys taking these episodes in, in an elevating positive way in your life, man, it just does so much for me. So if I was having, you know, a stressful or hard day or whatever, and I get a little DM or a story share that, you know, expresses something like that, you just don't know. You'll never know how powerful that is to me and how much it 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 truly elevates me. Um, and there are times and there have been times in this past year where I'm going through some shit or I'm having a hard time and then I'll I'll get these messages and I'm like, fuck, like I, I can't not feel better in those moments, you know, knowing that 
I'm actually supporting other people. It makes a big difference. So I would say that's that's another huge thing is go spend time with your loved ones, people that you care for, or, you know, just like find ways to support others. So maybe it's connecting with your audience on social media and, you know, sending a comment that brightens up their day, something where it's like, ultimately you're connecting. And I think that's the key word, like taking the attention off yourself and your shit and just, you know, connecting with others. It's really important and very healthy for, for all of us to feel, um, you know, healthy connections in our life with others. Um, another thing I'd love to do is to just go through some really powerful books that, you know, I just, they're like my go-to books, man. They're always in my, you know, vision. So they're on my coffee table or in my creative space. And I just, you know, they're, they're books like The Obstacle is the Way, um, As a Man Thinketh. I mean, these are like, just everyday books that I love to open, stressed or not stressed actually, but sometimes when I feel like I'm going through a hard time, um, I just feel like there's messages in there always for me, whether I've read the book a hundred times or not, which is the case with these books. And there's just always something that you could pull from in these types of books. I feel for me that just serve as reminders, serve as affirmations, and they, they really help, you know? So it's like, Rather than just sitting in a state of stress and allowing it to become unhealthy and, you know, override our systems, it's like we're being proactive and we're, we're, we're seeking out ways to alleviate the stress. Because here we know this, so much of our stress, so much more of the stress that we encounter is produced by ourselves. And what I mean by that is, Yes, there's legit stress like we're that we we have to deal with in our lives. But I truly believe and I'm saying this through personal experience as well that we make more stress on top of it, right? So if we can learn how to manage our stressed states, it you know, we're going to do so much better as we maneuver through these states in our life. It's not about stress elimination. I mean, in some cases it might be. Um, and obviously the least amount of stress, the better, but it's just more about when these moments come, how do we manage it? So the last thing that I'm going to share in my protocol that is huge, man, this one's fucking so huge, is sleep. It's sleep. So I'm a huge fan of tracking sleep. I wear a Fitbit and, you know, I monitor my deep sleep, my REM sleep. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's pretty accurate from what I've researched. It's not 100% accurate, but it's better than not knowing anything, right? And, you know, when when there's less deep sleep and less REM sleep, your body, even from just a metabolic perspective, is already going to be under more stress, okay? So if that's the case and there's actual emotional stress going on too because of life, um, that's going to be a lot more intense on the body um, as a whole, right? So what we need to do 
And what I do is I pay very close attention to 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 my sleep and then if I am in states if I'm if I'm not getting enough sleep or not getting enough deep sleep deep sleep I that's a huge focus for me then so I'm going to make sure I mean I tend to sleep earlier and wake up earlier anyways um you know so somewhere between honestly 8:30 to 10 o'clock at night <laughs> my friends are laughing because uh, it's like 8:30 but I'll wake up between 5 and 6:30 so it makes sense you know what I mean and when you start to fall asleep after 10, you run into issues where it's harder to sleep because there's this window afterwards where it gets harder to sleep. Um, so pay attention to your sleep. And, you know, reishi mushroom, again, like back to the Four Sigmatic Elixir, that's an amazing elixir to have as a nighttime, you know, kind of drink before bed. Um, there's certainly nighttime herbal teas that are helpful. Uh, but just minimizing blue light, you know, putting night shift on your computer, on your phone, that is huge, right? Because artificial light, blue light, is going to decrease our melatonin, and the le- when we have less melatonin, we're gonna we're not going to be able to get into those deeper states of sleep that we need for overall well being and health, but especially to help us manage, um, you know, our stress levels. So that's important to pay attention to. If you don't have a Fitbit, I highly suggest one. I don't know if a um, What's it like? I I'm forgetting what it's called right now. But for the for iPhones or whatever, like on the wrist, what are they called? Can't think of it right now. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know if they track sleep, but basically, if you can get something to track your sleep, that's huge. I rely on that as a tool, and I make sure that you know if it hasn't been the case where my sleep has been really optimal, then I make sure that I do everything that I can. Shut down the phone earlier. Um, less blue light reishi, herbal teas, and get my good sleep in. Huge. I also make sure that I don't work out um, intensely on the later end of the day because that could sometimes, um, you know, make it harder for me to fall asleep or get into that deep sleep. So that's that's another important one. And I think that those those really cover the the main, my main go-tos of, of how I manage stress. So I hope that some, if not all of that, could potentially help you at times where you feel stress. And if you have ways that, you know, that are different from what I've mentioned that you have found are very helpful, let me know. I would love to know. I don't think we can ever have enough tools to know how to manage stress in our life. So DM me, you guys. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts on this. Let me know if you have any tips or tools that could be useful for me as well. And I'd love to share them um, over or over my Instagram as well. And yeah, send you guys so much love. And thank you as always for tuning in. Let's love you guys. Catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired, 
to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.